0: imagine if you could be given a product or multiple products and you knew that those products were going to make you somewhere in the vicinity of 500 to a thousand dollars per month all you had to do was get the products and get them up on amazon that would be like giving you uh, an income stream of 500 to a thousand dollars profit per month well That's something that, uh, as you're going to see in the weeks ahead, uh, I think we've been able to absolutely uh, nail. You're listening to The Growth Booth, the show focused on achieving lifestyle freedom through online businesses. Whether you're looking for step-by-step strategies to start building an online business, simple game plans to grow your business, or proven lifestyle freedom frameworks, you are in the right place. Stay tuned and be sure to join the thousands of listeners already in growth mode. Welcome to episode number 105 of The Growth Booth, where today I want to talk about e-commerce in 2024. Now, e-commerce, without doubt, is my favorite online business model of all. I absolutely love e-commerce. I love it because the market is massive. I find it uh, very easy, uh, simple compared to other business models out there. It really is just simple, simple, commerce done online, where you're buying and selling physical products. And I know that when I got started online, I, f- I liked the fact that it felt very real as opposed to an affiliate marketing business. Now, um, I don't think this is a, a problem. I just remember that when uh, I was telling people what I was doing when I was getting started, if I tried to explain affiliate marketing, uh, no one could really understand what it was. It always sounded um, a little bit a little bit shady whereas with e-commerce it was so simple to explain and understand and when I was then able to show people the type of products that I was selling it really felt real and I like that about e-commerce but when I say e-commerce I'm casting a pretty wide net because there are lots of different types uh, of e-commerce so what are the different types of e-commerce that you can dive into? There's a bunch of them that I'm going to walk through uh, on this uh, podcast episode today and I'm going to leave you with my recommendation for what I would do if I had to start from scratch again, what I am recommending that uh, my friends and family members do uh, to get started with a new income online and it might surprise you uh, because it's not something we've spoken about uh, in quite some time. So I'll get to that at the very end. First, let me uh, walk through some some of the different types of e-commerce that you may have heard of uh, and hopefully this will give you a little bit of uh, context and background before I get to my favorite type of e-commerce at all and what I think is the biggest opportunity uh, in 2024. First though the first type of e-commerce that I want to talk about is called print-on-demand. Print-on-demand is as it sounds you can um, you can sell products that don't exist and when people buy the product they are printed or they are created on demand. So say for example uh, you've got a store, um, uh, maybe it's a Cartsey uh, store and you are selling uh, coffee mugs. Now the coffee you could sell a coffee mug with a unique uh, image or slogan or text of some kind on that coffee mug. You could be running uh, Facebook ads, you could be running ads on Etsy, uh, different places and If someone purchases the coffee mug from you, at that point, you actually uh, create, physically create the coffee mug. So the way that it's created is the image or the slogan is printed onto it. That coffee mug can then get sent out to the end customer. So the things I like about print on demand are that you only pay for inventory once it's actually sold so you're not buying thousands of coffee mugs in advance you're not buying any of them in advance you're only uh paying uh, for the coffee mugs after someone has paid you for them you can make thousands of designs at no cost so imagine you've got an e-commerce store you could have um you know and i'm using mugs as an example but it could be something else could be t-shirts it could be um you know linen Uh, it could be lots of different things basically anything that you can uh, print words and images onto uh, serves itself for print on demand e commerce so imagine you could have a warehouse uh, not a warehouse a, um, a an e commerce store with a thousand different products on it maybe you 've got ten categories each category has got one hundred products and uh, you could be up and you'd be set up with that without needing to buy any products whatsoever the downside of print on demand is that you've got a relatively you know limited product range for starters i mean if you wanted to go out and sell a uh, remote control you wouldn't be able to do that with print on demand uh, if you wanted to go and create your own product and 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 sell that you know maybe uh, you want to manufacture a special uh, widget of some kind, put your brand name on it. You can't do that with print on demand. So the product line is fairly limited. And the other thing that I think is a bit of a downside, and this creeps up um, with almost every online business, is traffic. How are you going to get the traffic? You're going to be paying for the traffic. Um, you, you you won't be able to get traffic for free, I don't think. Um, so traffic is a, a bit of a downside and a consideration, at least anyway. The different tools and resources that we use for print-on-demand, uh, first and foremost, uh, store. You have to have a store, a website. So we would build that using uh, Cartsy. And then you need to tap into a print-on-demand uh, provider. So there are a bunch of them out there. We've used Printify. Uh, Teespring is for, for t-shirts. Man. Well, that's how it started out for t-shirts. Uh, and Printful. So uh, these are some of the tools and resources and some thoughts around print on demand. The second type of e-commerce that I've got for you here today is Dropship e-commerce. And Dropship e-commerce is where you set up a website, you start selling products and Again, only once someone actually buys the product from you, you contact the distributor and you say, hey, uh, Joe in San Francisco bought this pot plant, uh, send it out to him, and you'll pay the distributor after Joe has already paid you. So Joe's paying you $50, let's say, for a garden gnome. You then um, go to the distributor or the manufacturer of those garden gnomes and you pay them whatever the the cost of the garden gnome is, maybe it's $25, and you pocket the difference. So that's what dropship e-commerce is. It's been huge uh, for us. We've done a lot of dropship e-commerce. We've done courses uh, on dropship e-commerce that you may be familiar with as well, such as uh, the Kibo Code and it's a really great uh, business model you will normally be using paid uh, traffic for it and the positive of paid traffic is that you can you can turn it on in a single day Um, another positive of dropship e-commerce is that there's almost a limitless number of different types of products you can sell i mean Virtually any product you can imagine could be sold uh, through Dropship. And again, you're not buying any inventory until you've actually sold an item. So you sell an item and then at that point you um, go and um, fulfill that. You you buy the product and, and you send it on and you pocket the difference. So the cons for this one, I think uh, traffic is probably the biggest one because uh, there's no existing traffic ecosystem that you can just tap into uh, like there are for some of the different e-commerce models, which I'll get to in just a moment. Uh, You do need a store. I don't think this is a huge con, but uh, it's going to mean there's a a little bit more in relation to -to day-to-day operations um, for handling uh, logistics and you know, processing orders is something that uh, you would be doing or you'd have to set up for your store to do for you. So Dropship e-commerce is a good one. You could use different platforms to sell. You could use, you know, Facebook Marketplace. You could use uh, Facebook. Um, You could use Google Shopping, uh, Walmart, uh, so on and so forth. And you would uh, need a store so you could get that set up on the likes of Cartsey. The third type of e-commerce is arbitrage e-commerce. And this is where you buy products offline, in typically in sales. So you'll see that Walmart is having a big sale on some certain uh, product. Let's say it's a uh, a speaker. They're having big sales on speakers. So a speaker that normally costs $200, you can now get it for $100. You, you go and you buy that speaker, or maybe you buy lots of them, and then you publish it to sell again on the likes of Amazon and maybe other marketplaces as well. So it's very, very simple. You buy, you you, you sort of hunt around and find uh, special deals offline. You go and buy products and you sell them uh, online on the likes of Amazon. It's very simple. Um, it's probably my least favorite of the e-commerce models, though. It's not scalable. There's too much running around, uh, hunting for deals and um, it's just it just seems like uh, a lot of work for little um, gain really compared to the others because with dropship e-commerce you could build a million dollar business per year from that same with print on demand but with arbitrage e-commerce to do that you would be doing a lot of running around and also you're buying a product that you may then have issues selling later so if you're buying a speaker then you may run into issues actually trying to sell that. Maybe um, the price that you're trying to sell that on Amazon turns out to be um, a price that everyone's selling it at, or maybe your price is too expensive. There are, are lots of um, little issues that can creep in, so I think um, the downsides for that one outweigh the upsides, in my opinion. Now, my... Um, Fourth and fifth uh, e-commerce models that I want to talk about here today are related to Amazon. Selling on Amazon is massive, and there are two different sides to it. So there's the private label part. This is where you uh, create a product of your own, differentiated. It's got your own brand on it. You buy inventory up front, and you're really building a brand. And this is something that that we've done, that we um, started with on Amazon probably 10 or 12 years ago we've had uh, multiple brands um, go live and uh, we do you know tens of thousands of uh, units sold uh, every single month on Amazon I mean you can do the math on that we're you know trading at uh, well into six figures uh, per month and our Amazon business has Transferred nicely into an offline business as well, where we're sold in uh, thousands of different stores online. So, um, the, the online Amazon part of that is what we call private label. We're selling our own branded products that we have, uh, you know, designed and manufactured ourselves. And the other side of e-commerce on Amazon is what we refer to as wholesale. And I'll explain what wholesale is in, in just a moment. Now, there are three massive advantages to selling on Amazon. The first is that Amazon has just a boatload of traffic. I mean, we're talking 65 uh, million uh, daily visitors, and these visitors are there to do one thing, to buy products. They've got these are people that I mean you don't go to Amazon for the most part to uh, research to see um, you know how a product works you don't go to learn about things on Amazon you go to Amazon to buy products most people uh, don't even need to get their credit cards out it's all saved on file people know that if they buy on Amazon um, they're going to get the product in a couple of days so uh, it's it's huge I mean Amazon also solves uh, the e-commerce complications that a um, an entrepreneur typically has with these other models that I've been talking about. So for example, Amazon handles the shipping, Amazon handles the customer service, Amazon handles receiving payments, and a whole lot more. And they do charge a fee for doing that, but I think it's a pretty good deal for people who want to start an online business because Amazon just takes care of so many uh, of the headaches. And I think the The other thing which is um, really amazing about Amazon is that people trust them and people know that they're going to get their products quickly, they know that they can return the products without any issue and that their data is secure and what this trust results in is very, very high conversions. So essentially when you leverage one of the two different Amazon e-commerce models that, that I'll dive into in a little bit more detail here shortly. You're able to piggyback off of their logistics, their brand power, and their credibility, and this can massively accelerate and make so much simpler building a business. So let's talk a little bit more about the models. Amazon Private Label, uh, I mentioned a little bit about what it is, but uh, again, just to reiterate, it's where you come out with a product of your own. Uh, so for example maybe it's a remote control and that remote control has got your brand on it it's different and it's unique to uh, other products out there on the market I guess it doesn't have to be different and unique that's typically a best practice but it's got your logo on it it's got your brand on it and it's unique to you that's what Amazon private label is there's massive upside in that you are essentially um, creating a, a playing field on your own. Now, you, if you're selling remote controls, you're going to be competing with other uh, sellers of other similar remote controls, uh, but your remote control can be different. So maybe you've got the only pink remote control uh, on the market and there's a demand for that and you can tap into that. Or maybe you've gone and found a way that you've been able to dramatically improve on the remote control this is you know this provides a lot of different um, upsides when it comes to your marketing the cons with amazon private label though are that it can be quite costly to get started typically if you are manufacturing your own product you're going to have to manufacture 1000 of them or 500 of them and that could cost anywhere from a couple of thousand dollars up to tens of thousands of dollars to manufacture products before You've even had the opportunity to sell them, or to, let alone get them on a, a marketplace. You know, um, it's possibly the most difficult uh, of of all. Um, so there are big upsides in that; it can be very lucrative. But it's possibly the most difficult of all because you're really. Uh, engaging in marketing and branding when you are uh, going into Amazon Private Label. And if you don't take marketing and branding seriously, then you're probably not going to be able to compete and win uh, the game of Amazon Private Label. You don't need a website for the, for Amazon Private Label. You can sell everything on Amazon and you can leverage the fulfilled by Amazon um, system to have Amazon handle all of your logistics. So that's the first way of selling on Amazon, and it's uh, it's been a, 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 a lucrative business model for many people who have tried it. The second way of selling on Amazon is what we refer to as Amazon Wholesale. Now, Amazon Wholesale is where you buy products at wholesale prices, and you are then selling the products at retail prices on Amazon. So you're buying low. And you're selling for a higher price. And in my opinion, it's the simplest of all the different e-commerce models that I've discussed. And you're using free traffic as well. You're, You're tapping into this free traffic ecosystem where you're able to uh, collect the revenue and the profit and scale up. So some of the things that I love about Amazon Wholesale, are, first and foremost, the traffic is sorted. It's not quite the case with uh, Amazon Private Label because with Amazon Private Label, what I was speaking about a moment ago, let's say you've, you've, you've developed a pink remote control. You create a listing on Amazon and that listing is your listing. Uh, the product has never existed before, so it's a brand new listing. And maybe people are going to come to it or maybe they won't. Won't. You need to try to um, fuel that demand. But with Amazon wholesale, the product listing is already out there because you're you're not selling something new. You're selling products that other people sell as well. You're selling generic products. So maybe. I'm selling a green coffee mug, okay? And maybe there are three other people that sell that exact green coffee mug. It's the exact same green coffee mug. If I start selling that green coffee mug, then I go to Amazon, I find that listing that's got the green coffee mug already, and I say, hey, I've got one of those that I want to sell as well. And I share the same Amazon listing. So with Amazon Wholesale, I don't even need to create a listing. I'm simply sharing a listing that already exists. Now, if that green coffee mug has got 1,000 five-star reviews, then that's going to be on my listing as well. And what Amazon does is it rotates who the seller is of that green coffee mug at any given moment in time. So let's say they're, that they're, uh, the, the green coffee mug is doing $40,000 uh, in sales uh, in revenue per month. Now if there are three sellers, they're going to be splitting that, that 40,000 three ways. They're going to be getting 13300 approximately each. If I come along and join and I start selling my green coffee mug, which is exactly the same as the others, and I'm selling it at the same price, and I'm also leveraging the Amazon, uh, fulfilled by Amazon um, uh, system, then we've now got $40,000 in revenue. That doesn't change because the demand hasn't changed. But there are four different sellers. I'm the fourth seller. So that $40,000 is split between four different sellers. And this is really where the magic happens. One On one hand, you've got a proven uh, product with uh, lots and lots of reviews, sales history and established uh, rankings and traffic on Amazon. Secondly, you're able to analyze the amount of sales that it's currently doing and you're, gonna, you're able to see how many different sellers are currently selling it. You can then simply add your product uh, on the same listing and get your slice of the pie. So it's it's really really effective and this is why it's uh, I think the most exciting uh, way to uh sell with e-commerce uh, in 2024 the the traffic is sorted the demand is sorted because you're only selling products that that you know before you get going are already in high demand. You don't need a website. You can tap into compounding growth, which is not something that you can easily do uh, with a lot of the other different e-commerce models that I've spoken about. The way Amazon works is you could sell out of your products every couple of weeks, depending on how you you set things up. But you could aim to do that. You could aim to sell out of your products and replenish them every couple of weeks and reinvest the profits into your business. And when you do that, I tell you what, the the speed at which you can grow uh, is is phenomenal now the cons of or the downsides i guess you could say of the amazon wholesale model is it can take you um you know potentially a few weeks to to get sorted uh or a couple of weeks to get sorted so it's not like you're going to start today and you can start selling today and start making money today it's not like that because it's going to take a little bit of time to uh, make sure that you've got products that you can sell uh and um uh, and then you know get set up on Amazon it doesn't take a long time i mean in the scheme of things we're talking about a couple of weeks maybe a few weeks but, um, then you're good to go. So, um, I was trying to think, you know, what are the downsides of this? And I, I really couldn't think of any other than, than that. And I think if you're someone that takes business seriously, then it's not really a real downside. There's plenty you'll be able to occupy yourself with in the, in the first couple of weeks while you while you're getting going. Like Amazon private label, Amazon wholesale also uses, uh, FBA, which is fulfilled by Amazon. So they handle all of the logistics for you. In terms of products, typically, um, you would go out and you would find distributors that have got catalogs of tens of thousands of products. And you would then need a way of scanning uh, through those products. So in the past, I think that's the reason why Amazon Wholesale isn't something that we've spoken about a lot, because in the past, it's been uh, quite challenging. But um, we've been working pretty hard over the past year to Uh, Make sure that this is uh, incredibly streamlined uh, for people. So uh, in the past, what you would do though is you would go out there, you would find uh, distributors for products that you want to sell. And maybe you'd find a distributor that's got a catalog of 10,000 different products. You'd then scan through those products, identify uh, which of those products are the ones that, um, you know, tick the criteria and make sure there's demand, make sure there's availability. uh, And then you would be able to start, you know, selling them. We've been able to set up a system whereby you can bypass that because we've gone out there and identified, um, you know, um, created lists of millions of products and identified thousands of products that tick all of the boxes. And this is something that we're going to be able to extend uh, to you as well. And I'll be sharing more about how uh, we can help you with that in the weeks ahead. Now, um, Amazon Wholesale, without doubt, uh, when you are leveraging the, the different um shortcuts that that we've built is uh the best uh e-commerce system hands down uh, a ton of pros um, to it not many cons and the good news that i've got is that if you want to start an amazon wholesale business yourself then this is what we're focused on entirely in 2024 it's the the model that we are going to be teaching people it's not just amazon um wholesale it's selling in other places as well, but starting out with Amazon Wholesale. And we've taken a pretty hybrid uh, approach to it, uh, and we're going to be doing a lot of the heavy lifting for you. And imagine if you could be given a product or multiple products and you knew that those products were going to make you somewhere in the vicinity of $500 to $1,000 per month. All you had to do was get the products and get them up on Amazon. That would be like giving you... Uh, an income stream of 500 to a $1,000 profit per month. Well, that's something that, uh, as you're going to see in the weeks ahead, uh, I think we've been able to absolutely uh, nail. In fact, last year I rented a 40,000 square foot warehouse in Texas I'm going to share why I did that and how that might uh, impact you. And by the way, not just the warehouse, but I've set up a whole team of staff uh, in that warehouse in Texas. And in the next episode of The Growth Booth, episode number 106, which is coming out next week, I am going to be sharing exactly why I did that. Why did I go out there and uh, get a five-year lease on a 40,000 square foot warehouse uh, in Texas? It's far too big for what I need uh, personally. Um, however, there are some enormous upsides uh, to having that warehouse that you're going to be able to find out about in the next episode of The Growth Booth. So uh, tune in next week, and I'll be talking more about this warehouse and more about some of the shortcuts and ways that I think that uh, I can help you get started with building an e-commerce business in 2024. So that's a wrap for this episode of The Growth Booth. As always, you can head over to thegrowthbooth.com, navigate to uh, episode number uh Uh, 105. And these are the different ways that you can make money, uh, the different business models uh, related to e-commerce that you could potentially use in 2024. And my favorite hands down uh, is Amazon Wholesale. We'll talk about this more uh, in the weeks ahead. So head over to thegrowthbooth.com, episode number 105. If you want to see the transcript, Uh, and get any other good uh, information there that uh, we've shared today, timestamps and so on and so forth. And make sure you tune in to the next episode of The Growth Booth because I'm going to be talking about the 40,000 square foot warehouse in more detail. See you next time.